the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Today at 3 p.m., Governor Mike DeWine and his uh, medical mafia will address uh, the COVID spike in test results. Uh, He has not addressed it in more than a month. Uh, Depends if he likes being governor or doesn't want to be governor again, what he does this afternoon. Uh, Because as he said a few weeks ago, and he was right, uh, Ohio does not have an appetite for mask mandates. And... Should he try to implement one today, and I know the Democrats in the General Assembly are trying to get him to do so, it will be, in my estimation, a mammoth political mistake. Uh, Governor DeWine yesterday attended the funeral, the public funeral, memorial service, for Navy Corpsman Max Soviak in Edison, Ohio. Edison is a tiny town a little east of Cleveland, And it was, uh, as you might imagine, a very emotional day uh, for the family. Max Soviak has uh, 12 brothers and sisters. Uh, Many of them shared their own personal memories of him. He loved extreme sports. I think that falls right in line with somebody who would uh, enlist in the Navy right after high school and serve his country as he did. Uh, They canceled classes at the school that day. That's a great move by the local uh, school officials up there. Uh, They talked about his final day on duty in the Kabul airport at the gate where the bomb went off that killed 13 American servicemen. You've seen pictures, I know, of American service personnel being handed babies by Afghan women who believe in the ideals of a country they've never been to because of what they've heard and seen acted out selflessly by American soldiers like Max Soviak. Uh, He had three young kids handed to him that he helped take to the hospital and then uh, presumably get out of Afghanistan. The bomb did uh, kill Max Soviak instantly, so there's some relief in that, I'm sure, for the family that he did not suffer. And the service ended poignantly with his father, uh, Kip, who read the names of every single service member murdered that day by the bomber. And after each name, the father said, Hero. And, of course, the final name that he mentioned was Maxton William Soviak, my hero. Those are the ideals that we hold in America, and that is what makes us an exceptional country. But we are a country now that is under threat. You know it. Yesterday, the National Council of Mayors put out a proclamation extolling the merits of critical race theory. So that fight's not over. It's just faded in the public view because the people pushing it would love for it to fade from public view because when it's in public view, when the darkness is exposed to the light, people get agitated, they get angry, and they take action. 
at school board meetings and the like. Similarly, there are a lot of um, cultural tidal waves out there that are threatening to engulf our kids. Our kids are the ones that the culture is coming for. I know you're thinking, oh, here we go again, off on a tangent. I'll just give you two examples, two examples of what I think are irrefutable instances of the continual, continual cultural ooze and creep toward taking kids' minds, controlling kids' minds. And not just controlling them. It would be one thing if the effort to control kids' minds and to warp their minds were done in a way that was not going to be destructive for the kid. But it is going to be destructive for the young person. It just definitely is. Uh, The gay and transgender agenda. First of all, I want to be really clear on this, okay? It is not appropriate. It is not Christian to be hateful towards someone who is struggling with sexual identity or sexual orientation issues. I would never advocate for that here, and I'm not advocating for it now. I give these two examples as an illustration of the damage that is out there for children with the suicide rate is astronomically high among young people who struggle with transgender issues. It is also indisputable that the life expectancy of people who are homosexual is much lower than those who are heterosexual and happily married. Is it indisputable? The numbers are the numbers. You can be upset about the numbers, but they're the numbers. Okay. So last night, your cultural guard is down. You're watching Monday night football. It's the Las Vegas Raiders against the Baltimore Ravens. And in the middle of the second half, in a completely injected artificial way, uh, ESPN proceeds to do a little quick revisitation of an Instagram video by Oakland Raiders defensive lineman and former Cleveland Brown, Carl Nassib. I've interviewed Carl Nassib. Nice guy. Good guy. This past summer, Carl Nassib came out as gay. His choice, his business, none of mine, fine. I don't need to know his sexual orientation. I care only because I feel like it is putting him at odds with the way God tells him to live. So they do their little... Tribute to wokeness, and Carl Nassib gets his moment in the sun. And then shortly after that, shortly after that, the Oakland Raiders pass rush gets to Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. And just about everybody on the Raiders defensive line is in and around Lamar Jackson, causing Lamar Jackson to go down, except Carl Nassib who had an effective rush up the field, but it was in the backfield and nowhere close to Lamar Jackson going down. Yet, ESPN had to show the replay and extol the virtues of Carl Nassib's pass rush, which had 
literally nothing to do with Lamar Jackson getting sacked. So I asked on social media, why did ESPN show Carl Nassib's rush, an ISO on him, as opposed to someone else? I know the answer. And you know the answer. And Teal's answer made me laugh, he said, because it was a flamboyant rush. So it's being injected into your kids. This is good. You should, you should aspire to this. Okay. More problematic is when this kind of agenda comes from a local church. A friend sent me an email that a friend of his received from Vineyard Columbus Church. Headline on the email is Father-Daughter Dance, 924, Registration Confirmation. Here's what the email says. Thank you for registering for the Father-Daughter Dance, 924. For your evening at the Father-Daughter Dance, dads need to be aware that this year the dance will be, quote, red carpet, unquote, themed. The atmosphere of the dance will be less, quote, princess-like, unquote, allowing each girl to have greater freedom to dress for the dance and their night out with their father or father figure as they feel comfortable, i.e., they can come in a fancy dress or a tux, however they feel, quote, red carpet ready, unquote. So this is an email from a Columbus church, purportedly a Bible-believing church, to fathers who have booked a daddy-daughter dance reservation at said church, letting them know that their daughter can wear a dress, but it's less princess-like this year, and they can wear a tux if they want to. So I was curious about this, so I called Vineyard Church today. And you know what? You can call Vineyard Church and ask them about it too. 614-890-0000. I talked to a very nice lady, and I was very nice to her. And I said, This seems to be an accommodation by your church of the transgender agenda in youth. She asked me why I thought that, and I said, because you said the girls could wear a dress however they feel comfortable, or they could wear a tux. I said, a tuxedo, first of all, tux is short for tuxedo, and tuxedo is generically widely considered to be the formal attire that a male would wear to a wedding, to a formal event. So if you were encouraging girls or saying, maybe not encouraging, but letting everyone know, hey, if your daughter, they didn't say the dads could wear a tux. They said the daughters can wear a tux. So if the daughters can wear male attire to a church-sponsored daddy-daughter dance, am I out of line assuming that the church is accommodating the transgender agenda, the transgender movement. And the woman on the line said, uh, no, that's not what we meant. We meant that the girls can wear anything they want to because some girls are not comfortable getting all dressed up in a princessy dress. And I said, okay, then why didn't you just say that? Why didn't you say you can wear jeans? You can wear a sundress. You can wear a pantsuit, if that's even a thing. You can wear whatever you want. No dress code for girls. I said, the use of the word tux is a signal, hey, if you are 
born biologically female. You can come with your dad to the dance advertising and will affirm your delusional male identity. That is what it seems like to me. So I asked on social media, what does this say to you? Because I want to know that if I'm wrong, I want to be told I'm wrong, and I want to be enlightened on why I'm wrong. Randy says, my conclusion is that isn't a church we would belong to. Eric says, you already know the conclusion. Everyone with common sense does. Mark and avoid. Uh, another response said the gay agenda is being pushed. The transgender agenda is being pushed. So those are the ones that I can read. I raise this because I want you to be aware of how insidious and never-ending this push is to reprogram your kids. It's really bad when it's on ESPN, when your guard is down. It's worse when it's a supposed Bible-believing church in Columbus. Now, I was told, I said to the uh, very nice lady who answered my questions, she said, well, you're, you know, you're asking me some questions that are tough questions, and maybe I'll have to have a pastor call you. And I said, that'd be great. Have the pastor call me. So I gave him the number, and I've been sitting here by my phone ever since, waiting for my phone to ring, and my phone did indeed ring once. It rang when I called it to make sure that the phone rings in. And I think you hear it, and it does ring in. But I got no call from a pastor at Vineyard Church, and I'm not going to hold my breath that I will. Thankfully, the bomb threat that closed Canal Winchester schools yesterday was proven to be uh, not credible. Uh, some crazy person close to the West Coast appears to be the reason behind this. That was what we were led to believe yesterday. It's now uh, further uh, confirmation that that is the case. Uh, this uh, crazy person called and They had a series of businesses in Canal Winchester that had to shut down. So, sorry about that. I find it interesting that uh, the Fairfield County Sheriff's Office, who I'm sure does great work. I'm not at all criticizing the Fairfield County Sheriff's Office because I'm sure this instruction for what to do in a situation where you're on the receiving end of a bomb threat, I'm just going to go through some of these things you're supposed to do if you receive a bomb threat. And you need to tell me if you think you'd be in the clear if you did this. Uh, write down any and all information they give you regarding the bomb, instructions, blah, blah, blah. Keep the caller on the line if possible while documenting as much information as possible. And then the third thing is like, eh, I don't know if I could get away with this. Be especially alert for any additional information that may be helpful in identifying the caller. And document information such as sex, any distinct language accents, dialects. Well, you're thinking what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, I don't want to be accused of a hate crime when I'm calling in a hate crime. So, hey, just saying, that one 
made me think, hmm, somebody might take that information and say, okay, thank you for being very vigilant. Someone might take that and go, oh, really? Uh, How did you know they were Middle Eastern? How did you know they were this, that, or the other? How did you know they were? Oh, hmm. Do the words implicit bias mean anything to you? Yeah. Uh, It is probably not Anthony Blinken's favorite way to spend the day, sitting on Capitol Hill, uh, knowing in his heart, as he certainly does, that he is uh, a feckless, incompetent, impotent Secretary of State. Hence, we appear that way on the international stage. Here is Secretary Blinken just a few moments ago, about 20 minutes ago, with Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, asking him about the treasure trove of weapons we left behind for the Taliban. Hey, you got to admit, they look like American soldiers now. They look a lot better than they did in their turbans. They look like real competent soldiers wearing our gear, carrying our weapons, driving our Humvees. But Anthony Blinken says, not to worry. None of that stuff's going to work. So the administration continued with their plans of withdrawal, of evacuation, of surrender, knowing that Taliban would be in control of $80 billion worth of sophisticated equipment at the end of that, correct? I mean, is, does, did, that, did, that, 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 did that ever, did that discussion ever come up in terms of maybe that wouldn't be a good idea, leaving all that equipment behind as we bug out of Afghanistan? Uh, that assessment came uh, in July. Uh, much of the equipment, uh, and again, I'll, I'll defer to my colleagues at, uh, at the Pentagon uh, who are more expert in this than I am. Uh, much of that uh, equipment was made inoperable. Other, uh, other uh, pieces of equipment will become inoperable because there is uh, no ability on the part of the Taliban to maintain it. None- Interesting. So, like, we, remember the old Mission Impossible show? This tape will self-destruct in five seconds? Apparently... Once the Taliban turns the key on an Apache attack helicopter, it'll just vaporize, according to Anthony Blinken. It will become inoperable. How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet that at some future point, we're talking about some catastrophic loss of life in Afghanistan or elsewhere, probably on a U.S. military base, What would the irony be of U.S. military service personnel being killed with weapons which were initially used by U.S. military service personnel before Antony Blinken and Joe Biden opened up the Kabul Army Surplus Store where We're selling out to the bare walls. Everything is free. Everything must go. Do you believe it'll be rendered inoperable? Do you believe the Taliban won't be able to figure out how to use it? Oh, do you believe the money they'll charge us to get our citizens out of Afghanistan will be used to, oh, I don't know, maybe pay somebody who's skilled in high-end military-grade weapons to come in and perhaps fit the puzzle pieces together to get the drones and the attack helicopters and the Humvees and all that to work. Would you bet against that? Because if you would, then 
there's oceanfront property in Nevada that you probably should invest in. How is Anthony Blinken going to survive this? I mean, this epic of a failure, this epic of a humiliation, roll that word around, because that's exactly what it is, a humiliation of America by a bunch of 8th century barbarians who we had soundly defeated before we decided to turn victory into surrender. Every time I think about it, it scalds my sensibilities. They're working hard to get us to forget about it with infrastructure and abortion lies and everything else. But do not let it go. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.